You're listening to the Smash Bros. Cast, episode 57. I'm your host, N64 Josh. My co-host and sparring partner is Nightcrawler. What's up, dude? Hey, how's it going? It's going well. It is going well. We have a very, very special guest, Max Ketchum. What is up, my guy? Yo, what's good, guys? Thank you for having me. And if you're watching, thanks for tuning in. Of course, I've got the chat open as well. So if you guys want to ask me some questions, we could go over them at the end or whenever there's time. Awesome. Very cool. Very cool. Well, hey, guys, before we jump into this thing, if you want to get yourself a free book from Audible, go to audibletrial.com slash SBC. Pick up something awesome like Blood, Sweat and Pixels, the chair I'm sitting in from OP Seat. Go to N64Josh.com slash OP Seat. You automatically save $10 at checkout. I love these chairs. Go check them out. Uh, With that, we are going to jump right in to our interview with Max. Here we go. Ah, nice. I got some intro music and everything. (laughs) All right. So, Max, who who's your main? That's the first. That's what everybody wants to know. Who's your main? Uh, First, it was Snake. I had every intention of maining Snake and then got the game, played a lot of matchups with him. And uh, I got to say, it's my girl, Lucina, now piggybacking off of smash four where i made her in cloud so i'm um, just rocking with her right now she's probably my best character overall but um i've got snake and ridley in the back as strong secondaries very good very good all right well let's let's take a step back here let's talk about your history with smash like you've been playing since 64 uh yeah definitely at least on the casual level but i got into competitive smash with melee fairly early like 15 years ago i started following the competitive scene but i was super young so i wanted to um go to a tournament more than anything kind of uh beat my friends into submission as a kid they didn't really want to play with me anymore because i knew how to wave dash and l cancel in like fourth grade and and nobody else you know nobody else was doing that so i kind of stopped playing for a while and then got back into it when Brawl was about to come out. So I went to a melee tourney, had a great time and um, met a friend who could drive, even though I was still, you know, pretty young. I found a way to tourneys. And then when Brawl came out, I started attending really frequently. So did you, so did you play Brawl competitively or did you go back to playing melee? Cause I, I'm, the community kind of split at that point. Pretty big, right? Yeah, it definitely did split. Um, melee was really quiet for like the first nine months of Brawl or so. Um, and I, I stayed with Brawl through and through pretty much. Um, when Smash 4 was announced and Brawl got really quiet, I started playing a lot more Melee and like definitely exceeded what I had ever been as a formerly active like Melee player waiting for my time to actually attend tournaments. So like I, I really got a lot better uh, in the wake of Brawl waiting for Smash 4. So how old were you when you went to your first tournament? Uh, 14. And what was that experience like? Did you, did you get bodied or did you uh, do all right? Yeah, I got absolutely clapped. Um, I actually <laughs> only managed to play one set. Uh, it was round robin pool. So while waiting for my next one, I went to watch the games of a friend who I was with and he had a seizure in the middle of the set and nobody knew he was epileptic. So we all like rushed to the hospital and left the tournament after, you know, two hours, but it was still a really fun time. Like I saw PC Chris, I think Mitra King was there, like a bunch of really top notable east coast names uh we're just at this random tournament in a toy Wiz. you know like i i didn't expect to see any of the grades that i'd watched online but they were there so it was super cool just seeing like you know there's one definitive event per weekend that like everyone's going to like this is of course you know 12 years ago now or 11 and change 
So, um, like if there was a local, everyone was going to it. Love it, man. Love it. That's, that's, that's really cool. I love kind of hearing this stuff because we're, we're so new to it, right. Other than like, you know, watching like smash documentary and things like that. Like it's, uh, it's all pretty foreign to mm-hmm. us. So I, I love hearing some of the, you know, hearing some of the, the stories from, from back in the day. It's really cool. It's really Dude, cool. And as, as someone who was around back then, I love seeing like people get initiated into the scene. You know what I'm saying? Like, Oh yeah, these are like the old legends we heard about or like, you know, <laughs> I'm brand new and I don't know anything. Like where can I learn? So I, it's dope that you guys just decided to pick this up, you know? Yeah. It's been a blast. It's been really, really fun. What, uh, one of the things, and we, we, I asked a lot of people at Genesis, uh, you know, like, we, I have, I have people coming into my, my, my streams and stuff. And they say, Oh, I know there's locals near me, but I'm, I'm too intimidated to go. Like, um, and, and everybody says you just got to go, right? Like is any, is there any, mm-hmm. any, any words of wisdom for people that are, uh, that are on the fence about going to their first, their first tournament? Well, first of all, I would definitely echo the advice that you were given or, that you're hearing other people get, like you definitely just have to show up. It's unlike anything you would imagine, you know, um, you just see a bunch of people, you know, who enjoy the same thing you do, who are there for the same reasons you are, whether they're really good at the game or brand new or anything, everyone's super chill. Like the good players are invested in getting other people to be good or at least to keep coming, you know, and, um, other new people are looking to connect with people on their level too. So there's no reason to be shy. You know, everyone is going to get bodied at their first event or, um, you know, you won't immediately become like some household name from showing up. Right. And I think people kind of have the wrong expectations. Sometimes they're like, Oh, I got to get ready for the tournament. It's like, no, you got to go to the tournament <laughs> so you can get ready for the next big tournament. Um, or not even that just so you could start preparing, right? Like if Genesis six is the first event you see available to you to go to, like, don't get scared by the 2100 entrance, just go. Cause that's 2100 people you get to play and learn from. <laughs> absolutely we learned yeah. we learned a lot <laughs> a lot so for like honestly i have been to one local and then i went mm-hmm. to pre-genesis or whatever <laughs> and then mm-hmm. i went to genesis 6 so that, oh yeah so you saw you ramped up real fast <laughs> <laughs> so you know but you was, did what you did win a set yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Hey, let's go, man. Even, even yeah, at my I mean, first, that's... my first local, I won my first, uh, my first set in losers. So that was, it was fun. It was, it was, there fun. you go. But, uh, uh, it, I mean, it, it is, it is, it is intimidating, right? I mean, you feel like the new kid at school, you know, mm-hmm. um, what was unique for me. And I, I talked about in here is I actually got to take my 15 year old son with me and we both went. And oh, that's really cool. You know, that so, was awesome. That was, that was a lot of fun. He didn't have, he didn't have the, the, uh, the, the, the guy he played against wasn't super friendly, but, uh, most of the other mm. people there were, you know, so, um, I mean, you'll get the bad apples, right? Like for sure. some people, maybe if they don't even intend to be mean, they're just like, so unaware of themselves that they're not sure if they're coming off route or not, but right, you know, right. the, gamers are always their own breed, right? We've yeah. got, um, you know, all, all kinds of people and, uh, either way, like you'll find, of course, the vast majority of people are really friendly. Yeah, absolutely. And it was what was really cool for me is actually seeing a few of the people I met at my local at Genesis. Mm, yeah, that's super cool. And of course, you know, being only, well, not that close of a drive, but still like in the same region of the U.S., you know, like mm-hmm. northern part of the West Coast. Yeah, you'll get that bleed over and 
it's super cool to like, like, Oh yeah, man, I just met you. Like you're out here. What's good. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was really, really cool to see that. So, and, and crawler was having the same thing. He was running into people from, from his locals as well. And so it was, uh, it's, it's overall, it's just been, it's been, it's been awesome just kind of getting integrated into, um, into our local community, but then just the community as a whole, you know, and it's been, it's, I've, I've been a part of different gaming communities and this one seems more inviting than, than any of the others that I have been a part of before. And that's, that's really encouraging. And I know that, you know, the end of four things were a little, you know, they were, they were, yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, I feel like that's, that's kind of just what happens as a game is declining. Like probably we saw a similar trend, not necessarily people just like being negative or whatever, but a lack of enthusiasm and passion. And like, you know, when you feel like you've got nothing to occupy yourself with or like, your main hobby that you're following is kind of at a lull, then I guess it makes sense, right? That people aren't full of life and positivity like they normally would be or when ultimate came out. The, the salty dogs is how, what we were referring them. It was what we were referring to. Uh, yeah, guess, yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I think it was just, it was also just how many years of Bayonetta that people were getting fancy for, for the new game and yeah, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, absolutely. It's, it's gotten better. It's, oh. I mean, so many, so many different characters. I, there can't be really any big hate towards any one character now or anything like that until, until hey, the possibly changes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We thought the same about Smash Four, right? Like fifty-eight characters. There's no way only one is going to stick out. And before Bayo came out, there was a lot of argument about who the true best character was. So but... jo- Joker's going to break the game then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or whoever you know, the final DLC character is fighter number one hundred. <laughs> oh man, oh man. So Max, tell us what you do now in in the Smash scene. So uh, I do a little bit of everything. I started off as a competitor, as I'm sure almost every single person that's watching or will watch this can relate to. Um, you know, just because you don't really have much of a reason to go to a smash tournament other than wanting to play in it. But then very quickly over the years, I decided like, man, I love doing this. I want to like help other people do it and provide the opportunity for them to do it. So I started hosting tournaments out of my house, Um, my mom's house as a young kid. So she was like, what do you mean you want to have 50 strangers come over on a Saturday? (laughs) I was like, mom, trust me, let's do it. And she was down. So I, I got to, give big ups to my mom and just my family for being very supportive of it. Um, and then, you know, I started volunteering with other major tournaments like apex was the biggest thing in my region and really in the world mm-hmm. at the time. So I kind of got like a quick introduction to helping out at big events, um, started hosting some locals out of game stores. And also like around the same time I started having people come to my house to do tournaments. Um, I went to an event that had a stream for the first time. And no other events were doing this. It was on Ustream.tv, like super primitive. Um, Twitch TV didn't exist by any means. Uh, I think Justin TV was just starting to exist, which, you know, is the predecessor to Twitch. Mm -hmm. So um, there's like this desktop mic and I just hopped on and started talking about the match. Um, (laughs) I was 15, but I used like a radio voice because I was kind of scared of like what I would sound like. So people were like, why is there a 40 year old man commentating Smash Bros? I'm like, oh, no. Should I sound more chipper? Um, but yeah, like I, I really liked commentary, even just in that super rudimentary form. So I started to pursue it more as like other events had it. 
Um, and then that's become really like the other cornerstone of what I do in smash. So compete, organize, commentate. Um, and yeah, man, uh, I'm doing events from like the collegiate circuit, which spans the U S and Canada to, um, like a major tournament series called let's make moves. We're going to be doing it quarterly. Um, if all goes well, which is looking good. Um, and then, you know, I've, I've hosted other stuff like a, a monthly series called smash attack with my boy, Dakota, the Rapture, who I just moved in with. So shouts to Dak. I know uh, he's not watching now because he's fiending Smash in his room. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I, I've also done some cool invitational events called uh, Players Ball, where I get all the top players in a given region to dress in their Sunday best and play for $50 a head. Mm. So that's, that's a really fun, unique event that I like to throw. And there's definitely going to be another one or a couple more of those coming up soon. Oh, that's great. That's great. What, uh, right from the chat here, uh, static shack. It's, uh, he says, um, I was hoping to ask, uh, one of the TOs how they started off with organizing tournaments. Like you have any, you have any pointers for somebody that's, uh, cause here's a question I get a lot. Like, um, I want to go to a local, but the closest one is three hours away. And so a lot of times I'll just tell them, Hey, maybe get something started. Maybe start just a, you know, get a, get a Facebook group or a discord going and, uh, maybe team up with your local game store or something to help promote it and, mm-hmm. and just, you know, get bodies together playing smash and then see, you know, see where that leads. Like, is there any, um, any, any words of wisdom you have for us in this, uh, in this area? Yeah, I think it's a little tough um, when you're so isolated from the nearest smash scene, because I think one of the biggest uh, things you can do is start attending, you know, locals where people in your area are going and then, you know, find a venue and and build from there. But it's still very possible. You can, you know, say you live in Washington, for example, or the Seattle area, but you live in the suburbs like very far away. You can still post in like a larger Washington state smash bros group and be like, hey, anybody live in this area? You know, I've noticed that there's no locals. I'm trying to put one together. I'd say Facebook and Twitter, but especially Facebook because of the regional groups is a great place to start at least gathering interest and engaging interest in a potential community you want to start. Um, That's, you know, that's step 0.5, right? Because you want to make sure that if you're doing this event, people are going to show up to it, right? Even if it's eight people or five, just enough to have some kind of tangible bracket where people feel like, yeah, I could see this going somewhere, right? Like I could see it growing into an event that more people are going to come to, or at least I had so much fun that even if it's the same eight people next week, I'm still down because like, I'm really hungry for the smash tournament experience and there's nowhere else to get it. So, um, I'd say, you know, look online for people first, then the hard part, that's really like the hard step one is to get a venue, um, and just make sure it at least has this space more than anything, you don't even need to worry about streaming your local in any capacity until um, you kind of get off the ground. Right. Um, that's like the icing on the cake, but you got to bake your cake first. Yeah, so you gotta have, you gotta have space and outlets, right? Exactly. Yeah. And that's kind of all it takes. Right. Um, Cause if you know, you've got a small base of people coming, so you have one or two setups yourself, you just have everybody else bring one um, or at least try to get them to do it. And you can run a small tournament on three, four or five setups. I've seen, crazier things done in my time. Um, but yeah, I, I think really the the key here is to find people in some capacity, right? Whether it's you have your group of friends and that's half of who's going to come to the tournament. And the other half is random people you found online. 
that's fine. Like if there's enough of a base to just get something off the ground, again, could be a single digit number. You could the next week have each of those people end up bringing one of their friends um, or whether it's, you know, a monthly or weekly or biweekly recurring event, like find some kind of cadence that works for people. Um, say you like randomly live in a region where everyone works nine to five and they're burnt out, you know, every Wednesday. So maybe you do it every other Wednesday or run out on a weekend every month. Um, but yeah, as long as you have a place and you have some people interested, you could really get something off the ground. It's all like word of mouth at the beginning, especially if you live somewhere isolated. Um, I think it's really like, you know, the audience I'm speaking to when I'm giving this advice, like people who live three hours away from the big local scenes. Mm -hmm. No, I like what you said. I really like that, that advice of like just getting in, getting involved with like maybe your state's discord and then, Mm -hmm. and then just saying, Hey, this is the, like, what's nice. Like the Washington discord. Um, I went in and said, this is, I'm in like, you know, Northern Western Washington, right? Like that's, that's, and, and that puts me in a group. I can see the other people in that group and right, right. maybe I could DM them or, you know, at them and just say, Hey, this is where I'm at. Where are you guys at? Can we get together for friendlies, whatever, you know, like, and yeah, cause uh, in your, your state, especially there's like kind of two scenes, there's Eastern Washington and Western Washington. Correct. So yeah. It's kind split of, big time, but it's, it's good that there's a general place for all of them kind of to come together. But one of, one of Shaq's other questions here is that he is like one person that kind of is constantly winning the tournaments. And I would say that's, that's the point in having the tournaments is to kind of raise, raise the bar of everybody playing there. And if you, you get that practice against better players, then, then everyone's level can kind of come up. And it's the, the beauty about locals is once, once some setups are free is get, get those friendlies going and just play as many people and many different characters that you can and and get that experience so that you have it moving forward for the next time that you you get together if it's if it's every two weeks if it's monthly if it's every week great but just that experience is is what's going to make you better yeah and i think there's like a slight um obligation to some of the better players in at least very small uh like burgeoning scenes that are are just starting to get their foothold um to actually play the other people and not make them feel like you know i'm so hard to access, right? Like you can only play me in my winner's bracket set on my easy run to first, like, or, or else or money you're never going to get. Yeah. And like, nobody's like that, you know, that, with few exceptions, but most people will be down to just run a set, even if they're the best player at your local and you're the worst. Um, especially because I feel like there needs to be this, like we're all in this together type of mentality in smaller regions. Cause you are right. Like you only have each other if you're the only eight people going to a local. Um, so just to make that person worth playing more, you know, um, give them the practice. They'll get better and then they'll challenge you more the next time you get a chance to fight them. So, um, good, good players want you to keep coming back. So you put your five bucks in the pot too. Exactly. Yeah. There's so much incentive for a a good player to play a weak player that, um, you know, I I don't think it's something that many scenes will have to worry about. That said, if there is someone who's kind of like being a jerk and just coming in, collecting the cash and dipping, like, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that as long as they're like friendly about it. But um, I think you'll find that most people would be down to just kind of share the wealth of knowledge. Another question from the chat here. It says, what do TOs keep in mind when making a legal stage list? And how does that reflect the currently played stages? Mm -hmm. I think everybody's got a really different philosophy on it. I'm a very small stage list kind of person. I think, you know, just eliminate anything that feels like you're fighting the stage. Um, 
even in such a small capacity as like the slants on Yoshi's Island brawl, like a lot of people are not feeling the stage. If there's even, you know, if even like 45% of people are saying to ban a stage, like that's a lot, you know, even though it's not a majority, you've got to just think like there's not 45% of people saying to ban battlefield, right? Like you'll get maybe five, 10% who just want to go rogue and say something controversial, <laughs> but like, you know, if a stage is like widely disliked by your community, I feel like you almost owe it to them as a TO to like not force people to play on it because your belief as a TO is that it should be legal. Um, so that's another thing, you know, like keeping your own opinions at arm's length. So you're not just like, did you see the, uh, the analytics that came out? I think it was today or yesterday from Genesis. Yeah, I did. Um, I didn't get to comb through them too intensely just cause you know, I've been moving and got like a lot of stuff on my plate, but mm-hmm. from what I could tell, it was that why that cruise and castle siege got banned a lot compared to the other <laughs> stages. Um, especially Castle Siege. I think that's one that like most people had already written off before Genesis even happened. And that it was a surprise to, uh, to see it on the Genesis list. While it's a little more of a mixed bag, a lot of people really hate it from smash four. Um, I was one of the pioneers of the band movement back then. So I can't tell yet if I only want to band out of spite or if it <laughs> genuinely deserves it. But, um, you know, based on the fact that it was like banned so widely across the board makes me think, you know, if people are really that averse to the stage, like half of it is made up of slants, even the platforms are slanted. Um, it's clearly just like not favorable to play on. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's genuine criteria for a band, right? Because, you know, we obviously want to keep like competitive integrity in mind. So people are losing to being outplayed, not being unfamiliar with terrain, but also like, is the stage fulfilling all the criteria it needs to, to be legal? Um, so, you know, it gets really hazy. There's There's no right or wrong answer. And I think that's, kind of the beauty of competition in at least the early metagame when we're still shaping like whatever the official rules that might look like. Yeah. I think, we're really... I, I think yep. now that Genesis we're, we're now two months into the game. Genesis is over. I think we've gotten a good feel for, for stages and, and I think most local TOs were kind of using the Genesis rule set for the last month that it's been out. So, mm-hmm. but now like moving forward this week might be the first week that we see, kind of new and unique stage stage selections coming from from tos and playing around with possible i know a lot of people are saying uh ps1 over ps2 um kind of moving forward possibly and we could see some different stages moving forward and maybe there'll be a new kind of glow or like national kind of talking point on on stages and what we what people are using yeah for sure i'm very confident that like you know all these other regions and tournaments running the genesis list was kind of to prepare their players that intended to travel over there more than to be like all right this is the uh the end all be all of rule sets and this is what we're rolling with i think just no one really wanted their players to be underprepared going in and like as a competitor nobody would want to feel that way either but yeah you're you're very right that i think as of this week we're going to be seeing people kind of branch off into their own thing or go back to what they were doing before genesis i know um my stage list didn't look anything like that. And I didn't have any events uh, occur between then and now other than some collegiate qualifiers, which didn't run the Genesis rule set either. Um, so yeah, I think we're going to see, you know, most regions just shrink the stage list down a bit. I believe Genesis had 11 legal stages, if not 10. Correct. Um, yeah. And I think a lot more people are in line with, you know, somewhere between five and eight. 
Interesting. Interesting. That number, that's a, that's a little smaller, but I mean, it seemed like, you know, if you kind of went and just watched the matches, it was, it was pretty much about five stages that were getting played, you know? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Most of the time. So, um, and it makes sense. I mean, like you said, when you're having to fight the stage, it can get, it can get pretty frustrating. Anything's better than 64 where it's just one legal stage. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And I think, um, like just personally, I would way rather have a small, concise list that's not going to throw me any curveballs or like even any stages that I feel like, all right, I'm banning that in every set, every matchup, just because I don't want to play on it. Right. Like that was Lila and Smash 4 to me and to a lot of people. And it was kind of hard to believe that it stayed legal for so long. But um, I just kind of don't want a situation like that again, where like, you know, even if it's only 40, 45 percent of people just absolutely hate the stage. Like, I don't feel like it needs to be a majority or a plurality of people like saying, hey, keep this on. Like, you know, it it should just be like, is there a very good consensus on this stage's legality? And then based on that, like, you know, keep those around. Um, Some of the more controversial ones, obviously not saying it should be auto bans, but um, like you want people to be happy about seeing the stage list and not like, oh, this stage is on. I feel like very few people would be like, oh, my God, no, why not? What are you doing? (laughs) so so genesis was two bands if if it was like five or six stages would as a to would you have just like one band for the winner um i feel like it depends because of dave's stupid rule which is the stage clause aka like you can't um counter pick a set or a stage which you've won on within Mm -hmm. the set or Mm -hmm. in best of five like a stage that you most recently won on so um I'm in favor of like not keeping that rule on just because sometimes you want to leave that stage that you want on or your opponent want on open as an option. Cause you didn't really mind it. Like you lost there. Sure. But you didn't feel like it was the stage's fault. So you don't want to like auto ban. It kind of takes control away from the players. So I could see two bands still working with uh, five or six stages just because that kind of is like a pseudo ban anyway, that's existed in the rule set. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like the, for reference, my stage list is seven, and we did two bands. No, Dave's stupid rule. <laughs> so I I want to be um, cognizant of your time here, but oh, dude, I, I'm good, man. I'm I'm chilling. Okay, right on, right on. Uh, we want to talk a little bit about just about Genesis as a whole. Like this is the first major with Ultimate. How did you think it it went overall? Um, it was pretty great i'd say there were like no hiccups with the event overall um at least nothing that really stuck out to me there could have been some stuff that flew under the radar but the tournament ran very much according to schedule um other than sunday which you know (laughs) 64 and rivals of aether kind of uh kept ultimate finals back and melee finals from happening so that's kind of a bummer but not the end of the world you know obviously everyone lived and if they really needed to, they could catch the VODs. But um, that that doesn't even have much to do with the uh, the actual TOing of the event, right? Like, they ran the brackets very well and very quickly. A lot of setups. Um, 24-hour venue, you know, it, it was pretty much like a an organizational dream, I'd say. You know, again, with that one small blemish of the Sunday schedule being kept back. The amount of, like, I mean, again, this is, we're, we're new to this, but like, that was something to behold <laughs> that many setups. It, it really was. Yeah. Um, I mean, Genesis has a great track record, right? Like pretty much the only, like, I mean, yeah, like in, in 2017, there was a whole like 0.9 thing where the rules got changed without somebody knowing. And, mm. you know, 
it got in the way of a couple matches, but like that, again, not something that TOs did wrong. Like they didn't, you know, go set that and be like, oops, haha. It was just an honest mistake. And um, I'd say organizationally, you know, Genesis has always been really like top of the line. Um, so yeah, I, I have to commend the whole team. They did great. It looked like Sunday, I th- I think Twitch hit around like 150,000. 160, I think it capped out at 162 during Melee Top 8. But that was, I th- I mean, the biggest the biggest hiccup I see with, with what it was, was it was 3 a.m. East Coast time by the time we crowned a champion in Ultimate. And I feel like that that hurt it in general. Um, but I mean, it did great things for Twitch. I mean, like I said, I think it was 132, I think when top like grand finals was going down, that's still really high. Um, Mm -hmm. but I, I feel like they, they could have set it up to be a little bit, a little bit stronger showing. I think they probably could have, what was it? Is, is Evo 2017? Is that the, the record or something like that for smash? But, uh, of of concurrent viewers, but I, I, they came close. Yeah, they they definitely did really well, and I agree that of course it could have peaked out higher uh, if like the East Coast and Europe could have reasonably watched. Um, but yeah, like yeah, for sure that was like the biggest weakness of the event. But man, I I honestly am hard pressed to think of anything else that was done wrong. Um, there were some issues with the side stream for Ultimate, but you know, again, not like the end of the world. It didn't impact any of the attendees' experience either. Other than, you know, like maybe the players, if their match was kind of spotty on stream, but, you know, they local recorded everything. So it's still good to go. You'll get the, the YouTube upload you deserve. Were you were you what were you expecting numbers wise on Twitch? I really wanted to see 200K happen. I saw yeah. like in the 150s for Melee, and I was like, yo, oh, my God, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like it's actually going to happen 200K for ultimate. But um Fell a little bit short. Obviously, the I'd say the time is really to blame for that again. Um, well, and the Super even, Bowl. Oh, and yeah, the Super Bowl too. Well, that was done by the time um, it, Ultimate began. It was, but if out. people are partying, if they're, you know what I mean, like mm-hmm. they, yeah, 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 true. They may not be throwing their. Uh, they may not be throwing Twitch on, you know, right? And I mean, very true. I, and the other, but the other factor, how many people are watching football and watching Twitch, you know, I don't know. I do, but yeah, I'd say there's decent overlap actually, probably a lot more than people expect. Um, there are like so many, you know, I, I dare to use the word normies that like are really getting into gaming now. Right. Like you might be a Sunday football watcher, but like there's some esport that you're into on the side. Cause I think, you know, even though everyone kind of sees them at odds with each other, like athletics versus esports, it's, very much spiritually the same, right? Like I it's mean, the best Ninja. in the world competing in a sport. Yeah. Ninja was on the cover of ESPN magazine. So exactly, man. There you go. Possible. Yeah, there you go. It's wild. It's wild. This is going to be a huge year for esports. I think, I think it's going to be, it's going to be crazy. And I mean, yeah, one after the next man it keeps coming. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really amazing. And I mean, one of the things just from, uh, just as a fan of Nintendo, like I wanted to see a game, from them that registered like in the top 10 directory on, on Twitch. And this number one on Sunday. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And so that, that was really good to see. And it's still, it's still not sitting quite as high as I would like to see it like week in and week out, but 
you know, zero and Nairo, those guys are pulling some really, really good numbers. And I hope, uh, I hope that continues. And as many, it seems like there's so many tournaments, like just every weekend, there's going to be, there's going to be something else on, uh, on Twitch. And those that they really do seem to bring, bring the numbers. And I just, I hope, I mean, uh, you would know this is probably better than anybody. Like, is there more planned than normal? I mean, I know melee has gone consistent for many, many years, but like our, our smash four, they kept things going for most of the lifespan. Right. I mean, a lot of the, yeah, I'd say of, all of it, honestly, a lot of the major events. So is there, are there any new ones popping up since ultimate is here and it's selling so well and, and that kind of stuff, or is it too early to tell yet? Um, that's a great question because we've kind of gone through this cycle of we need more events to like, oh my God, there's too many events. We got to cut them down and find some way like as a community to balance out who's taking events on what weekend. Right. Cause you don't want to split viewership for a game like this where there's, right. you know, like minimal corporate backing and stuff. You want people to say, all right, this weekend, this event's happening. We need to make sure like all eyes are on this because it's better for us as a community that way, rather than you know, top players flying to different places and people having to like multi-twitch two different events. Mm-hmm. Obviously there's still going to be overlap. Right. But like there's, there's this calendar system that the folks at smash GG and Twitch have um, put together. Basically you like hit up the managers of the calendar well in advance, you book your date. And then like, you know, if there's already a premiere event on that same day, you don't want to go ahead and, and do that. Right. Like you'd be um, almost splitting the, the attention of the community. I'd say, so right now I'd say the number of events is probably going to stay relatively similar um, in terms of premier stuff, in terms of monthlies, like regionals, anything that's not a Genesis or a big house or a frostbite or some, you know, anything like that, you're probably going to see those at the same frequency, but the smaller events are going to go through the roof. Like we've already seen that, you know, so many locals getting revived or people just starting their own locals. Um, you have such a dense player base now that, um, if you're an hour away from a tournament, you might even just want to start one of your own in your hometown. And then you'd get a decent amount of players there too. Right. Like obviously, you know, there's this still, there's still the problem of like fragmenting your local community, just like that exists on the greatest scale of um, splitting viewership and attendance. But, you know, for the most part, like if it's not one of those big weekends and you just want to go something, you know, especially weekday events, I feel like they're going to be popping up left and right. They already have, been popping up left and right and um the community already had really great infrastructure coming out of like the late phases of smash 4 um melee of course is perennial you know it doesn't doesn't change with the wind at all you're still going to have your melee locals um they're still going to be pretty big and yeah man i think smash is in a really good place um but yeah like uh at the the highest highest level i think we're going to stay relatively within the same parameters I got you. I got you. So to kind of wrap this thing up, what, like, are there any, any other resources, anything like that, that you, uh, um, you could recommend for people just wanting to, um, make sure they stay like up to date. I'm even kind of asking for myself, like we, we try to cover all the tournaments, right. Mm-hmm. But like it, do you, is, do you recommend like, Hey, go to this website over this one to where, you know, is it Reddit? Is it like, cause mm-hmm. you know, we're trying to stick, you know, smash.gg's got tons. It, I mean, and maybe that's the best one, but, but I know like just based on some of the comments and stuff that I've seen, like some people view, 
uh, th- they watch these tournaments and stuff as if they are like a, um, a major sporting event. Right. And yeah, so, yeah, for sure. um, so one thing I want to make sure that we do a good job as a, as a show is, is, is really cover these events even more in depth than just talking about the, um, the, the, the winners and that kind of stuff, which is typically what we do. So, uh, is there, it, what's the best resource just to, to stay up to date with all the different tournaments? Cause I mean, I know they're not every weekend, but they're, I mean, we got one in what two frostbites in like th- three weeks, basically. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's uh in two and a half weeks. Yeah. It's coming up close. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say honestly, like one of the biggest weaknesses of the smash community is that we don't have some kind of central hub back in the older days. We had smash boards being very heavily populated. Um, there's all's brawl for brawl and even melee players. Um, Mm. it was just like a social forum kind of think like Facebook, but with, um, like a more elaborate profile system and you could like post blogs and people can comment on stuff. So that, that was like back in the day you knew, you were going to all's brawl or you were going to um, smash boards, right? Like all's brawl is this weird smashy G Facebook fusion. That's the best way I could put it. Um, But anyway, nowadays I'd say Twitter is really the best resource like by far. And that's like kind of a weak answer. I know because I know you guys are on Twitter and like you probably follow like a good deal of community figures from a wide array of regions, Mm -hmm. but um, that's really where you're going to find it just because, you know, I think it's got to do with like the changing of the times. People don't have the desire to sit on a forum and write up a long post. Um, it's all just like, Hey, my friends are on here. We're talking about smash and it just blossomed to kind of be like this all encompassing conversation. Right. And that's what Twitter is good for. It's like, you don't have to be part of the conversation to get involved with the conversation. Um, other than that, like, yeah, if you want to look at tournament listings, smash GG is good the way that the tournaments are listed isn't like necessarily the most conducive to like finding stuff you didn't already know about, but um, you could do that, I suppose. But yeah, man, really like Twitter, regional discords, um, trying to think like what other great things I would point out, but um, it sounds to me like maybe I need to put a page on my site. That's just all of the major tournaments. Like get these things set. (laughs) Yeah. That wouldn't hurt, man. Um, (laughs) And then, and then link to all the different Twitch streams that are going to be um, hosting these so that it's uh, just basically readily available. So, and I I mean, it'll take me some work, but like, like I said, for us, we want to make sure that we can cover these things well, because there's, there was like one week that it was like, Hey, did we even cover? And we We, we realized, well, we had Vicky on and we forgot to talk about glitch six. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, I just, I was just, I was looking more for a shortcut for me, but it sounds like I'm just gonna have to put a little bit of work into it, but, and, and I'm fine with that. So, um, well, Max, thank you, man, for taking the time. I really do appreciate it. No, thanks guys for having me. Um, this was super fun. I love doing stuff like this. So, um, yeah, definitely my pleasure, man. Cool. So I, I wanted to ask you one thing real quick before we go. Cause you talk about, you talked about, uh, the like corporate backing as well of, of the big tournaments and stuff. What mm-hmm. Nintendo, Nintendo is slowly, I feel like very slowly dipping their toe in it with, Oh yeah, their, for sure. They're having, cause they, they had the invitational at E3 and they have these three, we had one, this past Saturday, I think we have two more coming up. These online qualifiers that yep. are going to take people to PAX East, I believe. Um, what what would you like to see from Nintendo to to elevate it and maybe get Nintendo money behind it, more bigger corporate money behind it into like the, the scene they're creating, but also the existing scene we have. Right. Yeah, I'm definitely like super hype that they're involved on 
any level, right? Um, cause obviously like it's, it's great exposure for us people, you know, finding out about the online stuff, obviously, even, even though there's like items on and like not the rules that tournament players use, it's still a way for someone to find out that you can even play in a smash tournament at all. And that's going to leave them looking for more. So I'm sure they'll find their way to like the more conventional competitive scene from there. Um, so yeah, I mean, big, big ups to Nintendo for like doing anything, right? Like it's kind of like some dream come true stuff. Cause back in the day, you know, we were all like petitioning for their like involvement at all. And we really wanted them to like acknowledge that we existed. They've done that and way more. So in terms of just next so steps, they, I just so they wouldn't ban the game at Evo, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely called the support line and like, you know, spilled my heart to the guy like, you know, this means so much. We really need it. And it ended up happening. So, um, they, you know, they, they listen They're obviously like any good company would want to please their consumers. Um, so I'm, I'm glad that like now there's more of a way to reach them. You know, they're, they're definitely like out there watching and listening to the needs of the competitive community. And yeah, I like, absolutely. They've been, um, doing a good job so far, but in terms of next steps, I would say Capcom has like kind of laid the groundwork with the Capcom pro tour for street fighter. That's a really good skeleton to start with. Right. Um, obviously they don't have to do everything the same that Capcom did. And I'd love to see some kind of innovation on their part, but like, that's, that's a really good, just like roadmap for where to begin. Like, Hey, well, we'll do a circuit. There's like one event every month or every two months. And then it concludes in a big finale. Um, and I know like Nintendo style isn't exactly to throw like large prize money at the game. Um, and it makes sense too, right? Like they're, they're definitely focused on like getting everyone to participate type of thing. But I do think it's really valuable to have um, large prize pools at events just because it almost legitimizes the craft, right? It's like you can convince your parents to go like pick this game up as a, a hobby or a side career or even like your main focus if they see like, oh, wow, you, you know, you win 250K for winning the world championship. That's awesome, right? But right now, like smash payouts aren't in a place where you can actually have stable income even if you're winning every tournament, you know? Um, like players definitely make more of their money through sponsorships. Of course, also it's hard to win everything we're seeing even in ultimate. Um, and even in melee, man, like hungry box wins a lot, but he doesn't win everything. Um, so, so yeah, um, I think just even if it's not throwing a big prize pool, just having some kind of nationalized circuit that's like, Hey, this is where things are going to happen. Um, these are the events you want to pay attention to. Um, but I also, you know, to some degree appreciate that they're hands off a lot because there, I'm sure there's so much red tape that goes on with like direct um, developer or publisher support. And I know like the community is kind of like precious to them and they don't want to have to say like our way or the highway. So it's, it's good that events, you know, like Genesis can be partnered with Nintendo, but not like fully owned and operated by Nintendo because we still get to do the tournaments, like the way that we would do them as a community. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're there supporting. So um yeah, man, I, I think like, again, using the CPT Capcom Pro Tour as um, kind of like the guidelines for doing something would be a really cool thing to see um, in Smash, like done by Nintendo themselves. And otherwise, uh, you know, just just keep doing what they're doing, right? Like keep involving new players via online qualifiers or like, you know, having big premier invitational events that get a lot of eyes on them. And the community will grow from there. Like I, I know for sure, like watching now two E3s in a row, like the boom from Brawl to Smash 4 was huge. And then the boom from Smash 4 to Ultimate is also huge. So just anything to, to get us out there really is cool with me. 
Mm-hmm. And I didn't go to any of the kind of bigger events between E3 and and December seventh when the game launched, but mm-hmm. Nintendo was Nintendo was pretty involved with some of those tos, right? Having because they had ultimate demo booth set up. Yes, they? yes, they did, and that was really crazy to see, right? Like I never, you know, it all started when like they allowed um, melee at Evo, but then like it's ramped up. Like then they did. Uh, an invitational event featuring real community members. And then they started partnering events and then they started demoing ultimate events. Like again, no way would I have believed you if you told me that five years ago. <laughs> so um, yeah, like they, they definitely have boots on the ground, man. Like they, they know the, the faces and names of the community for sure. And um, they've definitely like done a good job getting involved. Wait, They're even, listening. We, we got patch notes for crying out yeah, loud. <laughs> right. Yeah, dude. I, right. Yeah, exactly. That also made me really happy. And even the existence of Nintendo versus and how much they were tweeting yeah. out about they, what was happening at Genesis. Yeah, I was going to say they were either retweeting or like putting updates for Genesis on Nintendo versus this weekend. Yeah, dude, they retweeted one of my posts. I almost had a heart attack. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. That is great. That's great. Well, Max, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Max Ketchum underscore. And that is where I'm frequently just musing about smash and all kinds of other silly things like my uh, roommates and their unfortunate cleaning product stories. Um, there's going to be plenty more of those now that I'm moved in. Um, that's, that's uh, definitely the the number one place, but also I would definitely advocate to check out uh, at even matchup. That's EMG on Twitter. That's one of the organizations I belong to. They're like the, Head honchos of Canada Smash. Of course, they host a Get On My Level in May, which is going to be sick. Um, and Collegiate Star League at C Star League. That's where we're doing all our uh, our collegiate qualifier stuff. We've got a couple coming up this weekend. And yeah, basically, it's a nationally spanning like U.S. and Canada uh, circuit. And if you're in college and you play Smash, you should definitely give that a look. And we do have a link to that in our show notes, right under the tournament news section. So, you guys can yeah, that's awesome, man. The that. silent support. I didn't even know. <laughs> we got you we got you so all right crawler where can we find you bud uh you guys can find me hanging out in josh's discord uh n64josh.com slash discord uh also on twitter uh nightcrawler 724 nightcrawlers without the e and as well on on twitch uh twitch.tv slash nightcrawler 724 guys you can follow me on twitter instagram facebook snapchat YouTube, Twitch, all of everything's at N64Josh. The music you're hearing right now is the Metal Melee theme. You can check it out at N64Josh.com slash Metal Melee. And if you'd like to get yourself a free book from Audible, go to audibletrial.com slash SBC. Remember, the chair I'm sitting in is from OPC. And if you go to N64Josh.com slash OPC, it will take you right to their site and will automatically save you $10 at checkout. Guys, remember, we have all kinds of Smash resources in the show notes near the bottom of the page. And, uh... You know, like Crawler said, come check out the Discord. We'd love to have you come hang out with us. We're so close to that thousand person mark, so we're we'll probably hit it this week. And uh, um, rate and review on iTunes. We would we would greatly greatly appreciate that. Max, I just want to thank you one more time. Like I literally messaged you today, and here we are. <laughs> so short notice, man. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Dude, I move fast. You're welcome, man. And thank <laughs> you again for having me. Yeah, dude. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, guys. We will see you Friday for our regularly scheduled show and our, our tournament. The 
is, is happening this Saturday. We're going to start around 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I will have the details up on the site. I got to get it figured out on Smash.gg. If I can't figure it out, we'll just use Challenge again. But it is happening. It will be Saturday. It'll be this evening. And I'm going to stream the whole thing. So it's going to be a lot we of fun. We got another so. interview coming up on Sunday, too. Oh, yeah. And we got Myron, uh, who is like number 36. With he finished his, ninth. He finished, Genesis, he finished ninth at Genesis. So we'll see him on Sunday. Bye, guys.